0: Trumpet in zion, sound in on the mountains. A trumpet in zion for the day of the Lord is Alright, welcome everybody. This is Brother Frank with another episode of the Remnant Call, and glad you are here with us. We are excited tonight. We have a special guest, the Johnson family, all the way from Panama. And it's important, the topic we're going to talk about, because it's something that's on a lot of people's minds right now. And if you didn't hear, uh, we were blessed the other week to have Pastor Dana Coverstone here on the program, uh, sharing what the Lord had put onto his heart about what's going on right now. And then last week, uh, I did a show. We covered some of the things. There was a one particular thing that Pastor Coverstone did not share that was actually he wrote down in his dream, and uh, but he didn't share it on the air. And I don't know if that was God's providence or the reason why we shared it. And, folks, I don't know about you, but the things that he shared are the things we have been sharing here on the Remnant Call uh, that for the last uh, several years and the truth is last week we announced something big uh, coming we are going to hold a solemn assembly and folks let me tell you right now if you didn't hear last week's announcement don't worry because tomorrow friday we are having another episode of the remnant call uh, brother benjamin brook is going to be on here and we are going to talk about the upcoming solemn assembly on Friday the eighteenth, uh, that evening, uh, bringing in the Feast of Trumpets, uh, we are going to have that solemn assembly and do a ten-day fast uh, all the way through to Yom Kippur. And folks, don't let that scare you. Uh, there's, I understand, not everybody can fast the same way. Uh, there's different type of fasting. Uh, there's the Daniel fast, uh, you know, food, just water and and uh, you know and things like that. And and so God can get you through some type of fast. I'm not talking about just cutting your video games off. I'm talking about absolutely separating ourselves from the things of this world, specifically food. And as the soul begins to hunger, we will be drawn close to the Lord. And folks, we've said it for years. When you go on a longer-term fast, you're going to find about that day four, three to four, your hunger will leave you. And you will begin to experience breakthrough. It's not anything I can truly describe to you. It's something you must experience yourself. And um, so we're going to begin that because it's serious. These are serious times. And if not now, like I've said before, then when? Let's not wait till the missiles are flying. Let's not wait till everything falls apart. Let's get right with our God now. The times are declaring it. The Lord is about to move, and we as God's people need to be prepared. We're going to open this program with a word of prayer. Father, in the name above every name, Yeshua, Jesus, we ask that you would bless tonight as we talk about when should you leave? When should we leave. Lord, I believe you have an answer for that. And I pray that you would guide this show, that it would not be according to my will or the Johnson family, but it would be according to your will, because I ask it in Yeshua's precious name. Amen. Well, you heard it right here. When should you leave? And folks, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to actually give you the answer to this question at the beginning of the show, but you're not going to want to miss it the rest of the episode because I'm going to give you the answer now, but you need to hear how the Johnson family came up with the answer. The truth of the answer is you need to leave exactly when God tells you to leave and not one minute before. Because the truth is, there is no man, no woman out there in this world that you can trust more than God. The Bible says that the best of men are like a thorn hedge, a briar. That's the best you've got. The best, Brother Frank, is not much. But the truth is, God has promised to never leave nor forsake, and he will lead us in and out of these times of trouble, the different places that are coming upon the earth, but he will tell us when it's time to go, but you can't hear if you don't get alone with him. And so with that, I'm going to bring on the Johnson family here with us tonight to talk about how the Lord led them to Panama, what he's doing, and maybe what this could mean for you in the future. So with that, Johnson family, are you here with us? Yes, we are. Hi. Amen. <laughs> Good. Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus. That was <laughs> amazing. All right. Well, we have a rather large family there with the Johnson family. Can you just quickly give me everybody's name?
1: Okay. So let's go from my mom is here, and that's Arlene, and Bruce, and I'm Rhonda, and then Braun is our eldest. Zach and Zoe and Seth and Cassia and Serene and we also have our friend Dakota here with us.
0: Wow, that's a lot and folks we're gonna have a quiz at the end to make sure you remember every single <laughs> name And I've already remembered your mother right You're in speaking Spanish so it's abuela right? So abuela. we'll just yeah, there we go see that that there goes all my Spanish at once but anyways <laughs> I am very... Happy to have well, you all on. Go ahead.
1: Short. So she's she's short, so it's abuelita. There
0: she's we little, go. Little.
1: That's little grandma.
0: <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, thank you all, and God bless you for being here, uh, folks. We've had the Johnson family on in the past. Um, they left uh, and and went, and they've been down in Panama. What is it now? Two? How many is it? Two years now? Two years and a few months. Two years and a few months. So uh, we want to talk about that because the truth is, folks, you understand you're living in America right now. You understand listening to the remnant call, uh, l- following the Lord, understanding what his word says. You understand that these are perilous times. And, and many of you sense this need that sometime we will have to leave this country. Um, they you know, it's fact in history that the Jews were warned uh, that the Holocaust was coming, but there were so many people they just couldn't believe that it would actually happen to them. And It did, though, and so God is warning many of us. But with that, Johnson family, you've been gone now for two years and a few months. How did it? How did you understand? And I know this is a big question, but you were normal people here in the U.S. How yeah. did you come to the understanding that God wanted you to leave the U.S. and go to Panama?
1: Well, I'll tell you one thing. It was not. It was not logic or uh, on our part or fear because we had to get out of the United States. Um, it was uh, a leading over time. Um, I'm going to let Bruce tell you how it started, but um, I will give you a quick story where we knew that being in the states probably wouldn't work. We uh, we we lived in a in a big house because we're a big family, a big old house, and we uh, we were able to on a sheriff's sale buy a, a an abandoned garage um, in in the middle of like a, a suburban neighborhood, but it was in a in an alleyway. So we thought maybe that could be our bug out place. You know, it, it had graffiti on the side and it looked really trashy on the outside, looked abandoned, really. But the inside, um, we fixed it up really, really nice. And it was co- it, it, it was complete. with It was complete. Like we had bunks upstairs and, you know, mm-hmm. ma- so we're we're with our logic thinking this is where we're, you know, we where we're going to bug out. So we, we practiced, right? <laughs> <laughs> we practice broad tell them what happened you were down there when when it happened oh
2: my gosh okay so we're we're there we have our bug out bags um we had uh we had made our long arduous trek all the way from our house a block away and <laughs> <laughs> we made it to this place we we get in there and we turn our candles on and uh we're as quiet as a nine-person family can be um maybe an hour or two later Um, Instead of the the warm street lights, we see bright flashing blue and red lights outside the door, (laughs) and so we hear a loud
1: knocking at our door, and the police were there, and the police the I the name yeah said that there might be squatters in this house, and um. We knew that, and we had to show them that we had a deed to the property, and we knew then and there, you know what, this isn't going to work as a bug out place. This might have to be a playhouse for the kids or something, because this this is definitely that we were so, and like he said, we were so loud. This could not be any place anyway, that's just an anecdotal story. Um, That was a few years before um, the Lord started tapping us
2: kind of the the whole thing just really just just that right there really proved to us that wow we have no idea what we're doing no matter how much time it took us took us maybe a a full season to get everything ready in that place and we had everything planned out and everything and when we get there we are immediately called out and it's just like man we don't know what we are doing as as humans like we can act in all the logic we want and it won't work yeah. essentially. Now, that so, that's,
0: uh, that's that's uh, that's a great thing. Uh, hold on one second here. That's an excellent story folks and I just want to highlight that because our best wisdom is nothing compared to the wisdom of God. And right. that's where faith comes in understanding and hearing. Uh, what's going on? Because Bruce, that's kind of where the next phase of this. I know you all had an eBay store. You had a, kind of everything going to you. You would realize that your your prepping or your your, your bug outs weren't exactly um, uh, the best plan in the world. Even though you, it really looked like it might have been a great plan. It didn't work out well. But then Bruce, you began to have sense that something different. Maybe God was calling you somewhere else. Could you share with us where that how that happened?
3: Yeah, we, we had gone through this and, and we just thought, okay, we, we'd have to, to prepare, we had to do certain things that we had never done before. So we just, we just did them. I got some plastic totes, big plastic totes for water, some range catchment system, and or trying to organize the food. And I always felt like we were going through it and, and we kind of look at each other and we're like, what if we're not even doing this for us? Something just we start seeing things in scripture where like, I think it was Ezekiel and, and, and the Lord told him, okay, get things ready. And then uh, was was digging through a wall. Is that, is that, is that a Ezekiel story? And he had to leave and let the people know there were, there were certain stipulations and I kept thinking, is this thing we're going to leave? I mean, is that what's what the Lord's setting us up for? And, uh, the Lord had, uh, I was working with a, an inventor from Africa, South Africa, on a, on a product and we were looking, we had spent three, four years to try to start this business in central Indiana. And uh, we had gotten hooked up with a retired fuel additive engineer and he wanted to, uh, he, he had wanted to help process this fuel additive. And then uh, he said, yeah, uh, well, being my son or whoever it was, we thought of opening a, manufacturing plant in Panama and it just jumped in me it just jumped in us and we started talking about it and praying about it kind of searching the scriptures and saying okay this is one thing and then uh, others that we didn't know would start to say things that they had no idea how it connected to what the Lord had been revealing to us
1: for instance um I went to a um, food bank that we were volunteering, where we were volunteering and this lady showed up and she looked at me and she said, uh, and I had never seen her there before. And she said to me, "Um, your time here is almost finished, isn't it? And I, I (laughs) I said, what? She says, yeah, the Lord is saying your time here is almost done. And I came home and told Bruce this, this is, when we first started to get this feeling that the Holy spirit was telling us something. Um, then my father sent me a picture of myself when I was, uh, probably about nine years old. I was in a, par- I was uh, watching a parade and you know how they throw things at the kids in the parade. They threw a sticker at me. And so I had the sticker on my shirt and it said, the sticker says Panama. And I, it, there's this picture, so, you know, out of the blue, my father sends this picture of me with this uh, stick where I'm wearing this sticker that says Panama on it. I still have that picture. It's just anyway. So And then there were, as we, you know, as we said, yes, okay, this is, this is what the Lord is calling us to. More and more confirmations came.
2: Yeah, exactly. It was just confirmation after confirmation. Every little thing from the eldest to the youngest, just we would all hear something. It's like, hey, what do you think about Panama? And we'd look at the person like, who are you? Who sent you? You know what I mean? It's just like there's so many little things coming at us from every direction, uh, going in that direction. And we had Honestly, the only thing that we could do was pray about it because it's like there's there's no other reason for all of this this evidence and this, this pointing towards that other than God.
1: Plus or you, we're crazy. Plus, you had unity. Usually in our family, um, one or two people be like, I don't I know. Every single person was in. Everyone was all in, which was, you know, for a family uh, our size— that's that's pretty amazing, um, and then once we it, once you get into the will of God, the river flows really fast, and all you have to do is go with the current. Um, there's rocks, of course, but everything just flowed together. The the where we were supposed to live just came where um, where um, the the flights lined up perfectly. I mean we. The, the Lord told us one day, go get the flights right now. And we did. And I think we paid maybe $100 per person to fly here. Um, that's with two bags, with bags. Two bags each. Um, packing up everything we found, you know, we, we were able to bless somebody with our van. We, um, and they did, there was a ministry that desperately needed it. We then we wanted to know from the Lord what why why are we here now I'm going to tell you why we're here We are here because we know more people are coming and we know that we have a Joseph End Time Ministry and we are supposed to be setting up and we are learning things here like um, how you know how to survive here um, how to do things um, the old fashioned way
0: Well I want to I want to get into that. and, and, and talk about that. But I want, I want you to say, talk about one quick thing before you, you let you left the United States because okay. you all had an eBay business. You had yeah. everything going for you. You were the typical American family. I mean, you weren't, you weren't out there living on the street homeless. It wasn't like Panama was an upgrade. Uh, there was, you know, and, and you just left literally everything except for a couple of bags. Is that right?
1: Yeah, we all came with a backpack and a rolling suitcase that was a very specific size for the airline. That's it.
3: Yeah, yeah. But we had uh, all of our inventory. We set up with a local auctioneer and I uh, just said, yeah, we packed up a U-Haul truck, and took it all down there and left it. And then they, they auctioned it off like about a month after we actually left. And then um, the stuff in the house, we gave away we, we sold what could um, you know, just, just, what's the scripture? Give, give away and, and, and sell and give away to just go. Yeah. And it's like, this is a, another situation. And, and the thing was in this, like Rhonda said earlier, never did there develop fear or concern because we knew based on the scriptures that he had revealed uh, to us and the things that people had said that coincided with them that this was right where we needed to be and when we needed to go.
0: Amen. And that's powerful. And, folks, I'm telling you, like, I just recently put a garage up here in my home uh, for my father-in-law, too, here. And and, uh, my wife said I used him as an excuse to build it. But anyways, uh, maybe I did. But the truth is, uh, like I tell, like my father used to tell me when he put his office at the home, He said, son, I got it done just in time for the flames. And the truth is, folks, I feel the same way. There's nothing in this place, this house that I'm taking with me except my family. Uh, It's not worth it. There's nothing I care about. uh, uh, Sentimental. I mean, I, I tell you what, my black Bible. That is the one thing I am very sentimental about uh, I've had it rebound five times it is the family heirloom um, but other than that there's nothing in this world and, and and I reason I bring that up Johnson family is because that is such a problem where so many people is the the addiction the the need for so much stuff and luxury that comes here in the United States and it's very hard to part with Uh, But you all, the interesting thing is that the opposite of that is that when you knew that the Lord was calling you, did you find it difficult to part with that stuff?
1: Uh -uh. No. No, No. not
3: not at that point.
1: No, not at any point, really, for me. I don't know about you, uh, because I I actually felt free. Um, The more things, my my father had taught me that the more things you have, the more things you have to take care of. So... (laughs) coming here with a fre- with a new start and, and let me tell you we we can the only reason we you know we came here with any amount of, of money was because of your listeners um, you and Benjamin mentioned that we were coming here as forerunners for the remnant the that the Lord calls here and The body of Christ came together at the last minute, because let me tell you, we were going to obey. We were going to be here. I told Benjamin, we have airfare, we have bus fare, and we have our rent paid for a month, and we might have $200, uh, I mean, a couple of thousand dollars after that. That's it to live on, but we are going and he told me he was like, "That's crazy, but that's God." <laughs> and then it was you. It was your, it was remnant call that made all the difference. Um, that that you guys wrote, that the Lord wrote, raised you guys, up and sent us here. And we have built supernatural. We have lived supernaturally here. We had a GoFundMe. And the Lord said, shut it, shut it down. You know, after a while, the Lord said, shut it down. I don't want you looking at that as a source. I am your source. So we had to shut that down. The minute we shut that down, two weeks later, um, my father sold a piece of property that was in, um, that, that was the house that I was born in and gave some of that money to us. Um, we, at the last minute when we need things, we. Um, They show up. We're living in the supernatural flow of things now, Um, and it's so much. And we, the Lord, had us sign a, uh, um, like a covenant with Him that we renounced Mammon because that's another God, and we're not about to serve two gods. And sometime, and, and the rat race seems to be for us. Um, the spirit of mammon where we and it's a really rude and mean taskmaster wherein our God is not and though we work equally as hard God we're working for the Lord and he his rewards and his the way he provides for us is so much so much um so much more restful you know he said there's there remains a sabbath rest for the people of god we are living in that sabbath rest not that we don't work it's just very it's 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 a whole different way of being when you move in there when you move into his will well yeah going back, yeah, to, what, talk louder.
4: Going back to what you said that your father taught you uh, having more stuff is just more things to take care of and uh <clears throat> I just, I've always felt like uh, if you care more about material things than what God has to say or the people around you, and really, that's that's a really stressful life. Really, I mean, um, the Bible the Bible says that uh, <clears throat> store for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust cannot destroy and where thieves cannot break in his steal. Because, well, if you try to do it here. And they'll just that, that'll happen. Rust will eventually gotta set in. You got to worry about the rust. You got to worry about all these moths. So many moths. <laughs> uh, there's always the worry of someone stealing it. And uh, <clears throat> but, it all
1: belongs to God. Then you yeah, don't, have to worry
4: about, don't have to worry about anything really if you uh, just listen to God. I mean, he has your best interest in his plan. Amen.
0: So, uh, and you're right. I appreciate that. Um, but so now you're there and you all felt called as you were saying earlier for a Joseph type ministry, uh, to prepare like Joseph did, uh, when he prepared to basically save the surrounding world, uh, in his day, uh, from the famine, uh, that was coming there to prepare for what was coming. So you feel like God called you there, um, to start this ministry, so what does that mean for the Johnson family uh, right now? What how does how does your ministry playing out uh, that you believe the Lord's called you to do?
1: Um. Well, we are we are working on a very large parcel of land. the, it, the way that Panama works. There's squatter's rights here, and um, titled land is um, a new um, phenomena here. And once the land is titled, it's secured. And we felt like the Lord, we could just go on the land that we're, we're working on. But the Lord told us, you know, so that we've heard some serious horror stories about people who have lost land and, 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 and fights and things like that. So we're working on a titled property and titling takes a long time. Um, it's a long process, but we're not worried about it because it's all in God's timing. But um, you know, and- well,
0: well, well, let me let me ask, maybe you should ask it this way what is that what does that mean because you briefly hit on it what does your ministry what is it really about and what does that I mean I guess I don't want to put the words in your mouth what a Joseph ministry means but what 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 do you feel that the God wants you as the Johnson family do to do there? what is your purpose for that right you know right now in Panama what's your purpose there
1: preparing for the wave of people that the Lord is going to bring to escape
3: Babylon. Yes, and uh, part of that is is establishing our walk, and not moving from what he said, so that those that observe or see us, um, will 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 see the steadfastness in the Lord and, and feel encouraged to be able to follow follow his prodding, and we've we've had several people here that we met in the first three, four months. And we've seen him in the last two, three months. And they look at us and scratch their head and say, you all are still here because they knew we came with, with nothing. And we'd have a chance to tell them, yeah, the Lord said to come here and with nothing, we're hold held fast to what he said. And, uh, and, and then he would speak. The Lord would speak to us, and, and there would be prophetic things—things things that would be say,ing such as "There's going to be many that leave," and "There's going to be changes." And then there would be. So then, the, the, these people are, are looking at us, saying, "Whoa, this is this is the, the real," I guess.
1: See, there's been people who have come here, who have um, who have left America, and they came for the uh, the wrong reasons. They came. A large amount of people came to this, where we are, came here because when um, Obama was elected, and they were running away from Obama because they they thought the world was going to end. And I think they used their logic. You know what I mean? I think they came based on you know fear. You can't be moved by fear. And then when they got here, as soon as Trump was elected. About over 250 families that came here to run away from Obama ran back to to America um, and I was it was it was kind of I don't want to be moved by circumstances that way. I want to be completely led of the Lord because it's dangerous and I can't and it's expensive and it's you know, we're doing what the, the, the Lord's called us to do.
5: Yeah. Um, Jesus said, if you love me, then you'll obey me. So that was really our biggest thing coming down here. Uh, me and my brother, we were both in college. We were working. You know, we were trying to just further our lives like young guys generally do. And when we felt, you know, this call from the Lord, we basically just said, all right, well, we'll drop all of that because none of it is worth it without the Lord. It doesn't matter, you know, how many degrees you have, how much money you make. You just need to be focusing on the Lord, as we said, not being controlled by fear or rationale You know, you can't lean on your earthly wisdom. You have to lean on the Lord's wisdom. And so I believe that he called us down here because we were willing to obey, to give up without, you know, necessarily trying to further our own ambitions. And that's all we've been doing down here is saying, Lord, what's the the next step? You know, what are you calling us to do now? Not how am I going to make money now or anything like that?
1: Not even how we're going to build the
5: Joseph ministry. It's it's more
1: how, what do you want us doing next? I mean, I didn't think processing coconuts would be part of the equation of what the Lord wanted us to do.
4: Like, uh, the four youngest kids, all of us were in dance right before we left. And we had to drop all of that and just move down here. And
1: I wasn't fearful. I was ready to
4: And it didn't, it wasn't like a super sudden thing. Like it did take us like, like a year or two to like actually get ready to move and stuff. It wasn't just like, yeah, it was a process. It wasn't just get up and go,
1: obviously.
0: No, that's, uh, that's great. And folks, this is what, I mean, don't, don't think that God can't bring unity within your family. I know that the Bible talks specifically, sometimes the enemies are those of your own house, but that's not God's ideal way to have it. The ideal way to have it is that your family will be on the same page. And so folks, believe it or not, God works miracles and does things. I can tell you uh, of times, I can remember my wife and I were a total Odds because when I got saved I went so radical the opposite direction. You know, I went from smoking dope snorting meth running around on my wife to You know 180 degrees the opposite direction in an instant And my wife, you know, she's like freaked out and it caused all kinds of fights But I learned one day the most interesting lesson if I would stop beating my head over my wife over the head with the Bible and actually let God change her heart, we come into agreement on everything. And so I see that with your family too. About when God can change the heart, look what happens. And that's, that's such a blessing. Go ahead.
1: It's so true um, because we before we left, one of the things we discussed was our unity. We saw when they built the Tower of Babel god said um there's nothing that's going to be impossible to them because they're they're in unity and when jesus prayed for us he said he wanted us to be one as he and his father were one so we're invited into that unity and when you come into unity with the father there really is nothing that's impossible. He will speak. He will open doors. Every time since we've been in this obedience, every time we pray here, every time the the doors the doors open, an answer comes every single time. We came here, we we you know we used buses and taxis. We had a big jar with change in it. There was and we and we would
3: it. we spent the first year almost two years without a vehicle
1: yep
3: because yep. and people here would say that's crazy the first thing you should have got was was a car because you, it's not like any town we've ever lived in where I can walk to any store uh, to, to, to get to a place it's, it's a it's a trek it's a walk But we said, yeah, that's fine. We're not leaving. And and someone would say, but you have no income. You you legally can't work. Yeah, I know we can't, but we're not leaving. Because the Lord said, go there. And he has always made a way in every situation. Yeah,
1: and just going along with uh, the unity is um, we, like our family will go out to a dinners or you know just things like that and there'll be people that are that will that are uh, new age kind of people and they'll come up to us and they'll be like I just feel like such unity with your family and you guys just glow and like it's this is the kind of light we were looking yeah, for. Yeah. It's like we have we have we have the Jesus. We have what they really are looking for. They're drawn to they, yeah. Jesus they're drawn to the light shining through us
0: amen and and that's you're right that's why at the tower of babel he separated everybody to those who speak the same tongue and that that's really what you all are doing you're speaking the same tongue that's why the bible says two cannot walk together lest they agree Uh, god wants us to speak his heavenly language and that's the will of god and what the lord wants us to do and when we do that we all begin to speak that same tongue and that, you know, and the desires of God begin to show forth and, and you all start to shine brightly without even saying anything. That's when you know that God's on your side. Uh, when you, people come up and say something like that and you didn't even see it coming. Uh, that That's just like in Matthew 25. They said, Lord, Lord, when did we when did we feed you or visit you in prison? And, you know, they had no idea they were even doing God's work because they were just following the Lord. Oh. They weren't even aware of their own works. And that's Just a, that's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, and I want to talk a little bit about kind of what the Lord has been preparing you all uh, for, um, you know, and some of the things you've been learning. But quickly, though, talking about those who went back uh, and turned around and left and went back home. Uh, you all have been th- – th- we know Panama has a large expat community, and um, you've, you've seen uh, – from the midst of so-called believers who have left in their flesh, Um, you've seen the same discord down there. I know that you've seen, uh we see in the United States Church, uh the dangers of leaving when God hasn't called you to leave. Could you share a little bit about some of the community you've been down there around?
1: It's the same thing that's going on with, with us. It's like, how are you going to build this Joseph ministry? Well, we could... We could, in our own flesh, figure figure stuff out. You need this much for building. You need this much for this, but we haven't done that. And this is the same thing with what you're saying. Um, you can try and figure it out. I think that's what happened. You try and figure it out. You see, you see these things coming, and you you and you see and you see um, things that may be fearful, and you you're you're panicked. You're like, we got to get out of here. Um, and I have felt that before um, and the Holy Spirit really does knock me and say hey I haven't left you I'm not going to leave you I mean it's it feel it, we should all feel the difference between the pressing of the Holy Spirit and our own panic there's confusion and there's fear and there, and there's um ang- anxiety and there is none of that when the Holy Spirit is, is pressing us to do what he's calling us to do. There still is, is a certain sense of urgency without the fear, without the panic. Um, there's a clear, your, my mind is clear and I hear scriptures that support everything that the Holy Spirit is telling me. Um, I, my husband will, you know, Bruce has this habit of like, he doesn't know, might not know the address of the scripture, but he'll say it. And um, I'll go, go look. Him. Yeah. It's written in our hearts and he'll use what's written in our hearts to speak to us, to move us into position. So yeah, we've seen, you know, people panicking people. and And, and the thing is, as time goes on, the panic is going to get worse because the the situations around you are going to get worse so you've got to keep your head on straight and hear very clearly
2: yeah exactly and i mean i think that's the the biggest thing that we've noticed here we have we see people around us here and well back in the states as well just in the body of christ who will just act and you ask them did you pray about it and they say yeah i did and then we go to the next thing the obvious that begs the question did you get an answer and they say well no then why did you act it's like well because we had to like yeah, no like the, one of the first stories in the bible is abraham himself okay i mean if you if you can't learn from that then what are you even doing <laughs>
0: I agree. And so, and folks, I think it's important to understand because the reason I want to stress this also to you is that it doesn't matter about being around other so-called woke or awake believers. If the presence of God's spirit is not there, then you're just amongst a lot of people that are in their flesh aware of the times. And and that's not a good thing. All right. Uh, The thing is, we need to be from a spiritual point. And and a spiritual point means that I'm not just awake for what's going on. I am actively desiring to bring people to Jesus. I am actively desiring to further God's kingdom, not simply dig a bunker in my backyard. okay? Because there will be a lot of people that do that will be surprised on Judgment Day because the truth is God is about a relationship and that relationship means listening to what he has to say and, and and you'll see and and not to go down any other rabbit holes but you were sharing with me how you can see a sense of selfishness even amongst those who are uh, prepping down there it's all about themselves and not uh, not about other people
1: Oh absolutely. I, I, that that's that's prevalent in the body of Christ. We still have this app this this um, a need to no, need to protect ourselves. Me first. Um, not laying down our lives for each other. We have we have laid down our lives here for the people that are coming. We have come here and and, and put and laid down our our all of our hopes and dreams for the American dream. Threw that away and followed the Lord here cuz he wants to build something for his people for his remnant and if we're not willing to lay down our life and say yes i'll follow you I don't care where we go then you're just doing self-preservation and we're not interested in self-preservation we're interested in in following what the lord is saying for his purposes just like our purpose for prepping back home when we were learning about prepping We um, we thought it was for then and we ended up leaving all that behind. But it wasn't wasn't trashed. It was
3: it was it helped somebody else. Amen. uh, And this isn't necessarily about Panama. Now it becomes this act of obedience for us. The Lord said, prepare, get ready. Here's where I want you to go now. And we do, but it, it doesn't matter if he's telling you, prepare, get ready, and I want you to stay and, and set, set in place or go to Indonesia or Central Africa or, uh, you know, Portugal or whatever it is. It's it's the act of obedience when he says, then you're completely free of, of the stressors that go with self-preservation and self, you know, self-decision, self I guess.
0: And, oh, amen, and we're getting down to about uh, ten minutes left. Um, I wanted you to talk about because you 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 believe uh, that God, and I and I'm, I'm, I agree with you that He's called you for this Joseph ministry. Um, but you're finding along the way that maybe the way you envision things aren't exactly happening the same way. But as you started to tell me some of the things that your family is now involved in and in doing, uh, it seems like God is teaching you. I mean, I hate to use the old karate kid, right, as the example, you know, wax on, wax off. But you talked about coconuts, right, that God's yeah. teaching you that. Um, things to get ready because of what's going on through maybe means you didn't believe. Share with us what's going on right now and some of the jobs your family is doing and everything.
5: So about a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago, we were contacted by this couple that processes coconuts in the area. Um, They're getting a bit up there in age And they were basically looking for people that they could apprentice to help take some of the load off of them. And I guess they had heard of our family from...
1: The guy who was teaching us herbs.
5: Yeah, from the guy that we're learning herbal um, medicinal stuff from. And it's just really interesting because we've actually really enjoyed Working on it so far, and like like you said, it's we never envisioned that this is how God would place us. And it's not just about the work; it's about the the people, you know, the way that the Lord is having us interact with them, um, and and kind of I guess witness to them in a in a more covert manner. You know, we're not over the top expressing our views and and forcing things on them all the time we're just living and obeying the lord and and people here have been responding to that very well
2: well i think the 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 biggest thing biggest takeaway here um especially from what you said and what you said is I uh, this is completely un, uncharted territory not only for us but for a lot of people altogether like you you can't research how to do this for this amount of people in this time and age during um this everything this climate this political climate the spiritual climate how everything's going on right now it's completely new and it's the only thing it all boils down to the only thing we can do is trust the lord's word and we are living on that by that daily, and it's it's become almost like like my mother and my father. They'll get up in the morning, and the first thing they do is seek the Lord. Um, the do, thing they do in the in the afternoon is seek the Lord. Um, yeah, at, in the evening, at, at every every moment of every day is is seeking and waiting on the Lord. Um, and and it's just. it's it's essentially our lifeline because we cannot do anything. And we just from that first story, we've proven that we can't do anything without him. And, and that's kind of what we've gotten to at this point every day is we can't make plans because we, we didn't plan to to work on coconuts. We didn't plan to, to uh, medicine, you know, like I I, no one none of us planned for any of this stuff. It happened. God put it here. We, and it's, our logic is out the window, our, our thoughts, our feelings out the window. The only thing we live by is by the spirit. And the moment we step out, that's when things mess up. Every, Every time. time. Anytime that we have ever had a hiccup or a stumbling block here, it's been from something that, that we planned or we thought was a good idea or disobedience. Or dis- disobedience.
0: Okay. No, that that's, I agree. And, and God, listen, if you ever want your plans to be uh, changed, then follow the Lord. That's my advice <laughs> to anybody. Because okay. if, you know, the whole thing is, uh, you know, God tries to get us, I believe, away from the uh, Burger King lifestyle of doing it our way and have it your way, you know, and that, that's, the, that's interesting that their slogan is, is exactly what the devil wants you to do. Have it your way. Uh, But so often I have found out that when it's not my way or I'm a mess or I'm out of control or I'm, you know, I, I can I can tell you time and time again, I can remember going to preach, speak somewhere uh, and I'm a mess. I'm a disaster. I'm thinking this is going to be the worst sermon preached in human history. Uh, the <laughs> devil's telling me I'm struggling with issues of pride. The devil's trying to tell me all kinds of things in my ear. I- I'm ready to just have a nuclear meltdown. I'm trying to keep a smile, you know, and maybe bow my head to look holy, but they don't know what I'm doing. I'm pleading inside with God. And every time I can think of being in those situations, I'll get up and God will do that which I could not have imagined. And I've realized it's because he doesn't want me to take any of the credit or glory when he decides to move. And I think that's what you realized is that God puts you in places that you didn't have planned out. Because one day, those things will take—listen, I'm all about the natural medicines. I've been sick up in the mountains of Africa more times than I want to talk about. And my good friend is one of the few of the elders that know, he's a believer, that real medicines, the traditional medicine that are made just from leaves and, and different things. And, man, God has whew, gotten me back on shape. Used to, I, I don't know what I've drank. Maybe shouldn't recommend it to anybody, but I'll tell you what, I was <laughs> sick and I got better. Hallelujah. And so I thank God for that. We're getting close to the end uh, of the show here. And and I appreciate you all coming on. How can people keep up with what you all are doing right now? What's the best way, uh, Rhonda or Bruce or the kids? And thank you all for all of your input. I really appreciate that. What's the best way they can keep up with what's going on in the Johnson family?
1: You don't say nothing. Like <laughs> Um, yo so I have a I have a Facebook that's um, public it's Rhonda C Johnson um, I'm kind of the social person in the family um, try to keep um, just kind of what happens uh, family updates uh, are put there um, you can contact me there um, I'm a prayer uh, Bruce is a we have a, we, every night we meet for what we call Engedi. We We learned this at family camp one year. Um En-Gedi is a, well, you know, it's a, an oasis in the, in the desert. And we call our meeting time at night Engedi. So we don't do devotionals. We just get together and we worship or whatever, again, obedience, whatever the Lord says. And we, we can pray for you during that time. So if you you know message me on uh, Facebook I, I'll bring it to the fan or email me at uh, well I'll give you Bruce's email which is 7 p B and J um, and at gmail.com and uh, we will again we are pray we are a praying family if you feel like the Lord is, calling you to Panama, we will pray with you about that. Um, or if he's praying, if he's telling you to go anywhere else, we will definitely pray with you and for you about that.
0: Amen. Thank you all so much, folks. God is calling people out. Uh, my prayer with my I friends really been, been here, here. Uh, lately. Uh, God, building. well, it's been for years, but it's more intense. God, tell us, God, tell us. when we should leave. But at the same time, I don't want to go before I'm called. As the Johnson family knew, they were called. We need to know that we're called too. And God, folks, you got to trust in this hour that God will still do what He says He's going to do. My sheep know my voice. That's what He taught. He says, and if His sheep know His voice, then just learn how to listen. And the best way I can say to do that is patience. Getting in your prayer closet, seeking Him, and waiting upon the voice of the Lord—the same one who's led you for all these years—will lead you all the way to the very end. Johnson family, God bless each one of you. Thank you for what you're doing. Hey, listen, I—if I, God's will, one day we might be your next door neighbors. Actually, I'm, I don't—I might have to bring my family and put them on your couch. I hope you got room for a 230-pound dog. Um, oh,
1: I- No problem.
0: Okay. Okay. He's going to be hot in Panama. We're going to have to shave him. He's huge. Um, No, we don't.
1: It's not hot here.
0: Okay. Well, praise God for that. So, amen. Well, thank you so much, folks. Please keep in touch. You've got to look them up on Facebook. Um, and, and Rhonda, right. you said you had a page. Uh, I'll get the link to your page and put it up in the comments so people can uh, link right over to your Facebook page. God bless each one of you. Listen, folks, this is serious times. Get serious about your prayer life. And if God's calling you out and you know it's from the Lord, then the best thing I can tell you to do is listen and do exactly what he says to do. This is Brother Frank and the Johnson family on the Remnant Call saying to everybody, good night and Bye. shalom. Bye. Good night. Good night. Good night. Oh,
5: Sounding on the mountains, the old trumpet in Zion, for the day of the Lord is come. The old trumpet in Zion, sounding on the mountains, the old trumpet in Zion.